Salam alaikum and welcome to another episode here for the Fangal Pod. And it's Monday, and you know what it means. The <laughs> MMA Monday back in your life. I'm sorry, I really like the intro. I like that intro that when, when Ariel dusted. I like that. Uh, I don't like the one announcer doing it. It's the one announcer, right? That, that annoying voice. <laughs> I don't like that. I, I, it's really like the most annoying thing actually about like the MMA hour with Ariel Helvani. Um, except the parlay, the betting stuff, because I think it's. I didn't plan to talk about this, but <laughs> it's ridiculous how many podcasts and shows such as uh, Ariel's show are promoting betting. Betting is so bad, it gets so many people in trouble, gets so many people in distress. How can you still promote it? Especially with like an audience of like to take a book out of Sean Strickland's, um, I don't know, from, or take a few talking points from Sean Strickland. People that are like sitting in bars, like with their, with their butts drinking beer and screaming at the screen. How do you tell them to spend their last few bucks on betting? And then, and then acting like it's a science. That's really annoying. That's really, that's really bothersome. That's the, that's the biggest. My biggest pet peeve with like all of those shows, but Ariel's show in particular, because A, Ariel is usually doing a great job as a journalist, bit instigate, instigative, is that, is that a thing? Instigative journalist. <laughs> um, usually great, um, but like this, this betting, pushing this betting thing for like 30 minutes every episode is just very annoying. And I know I don't need to listen to it, and I, I don't, and that's fine, but I'm just saying it's a bit annoying, or not annoying, it's a bit worrisome that like then those hardcore fans might think like that actually betting especially like the the co one of those co-hosts is like yeah you know it's like i mean, make, make it sound like a science like you can't do wrong if you follow his picks or anything so ah i have some issues with that they shouldn't be sponsored by betting betting should not be a sponsor thing make betting betting legal yeah sure whatever but don't don't allow advertisement for betting or something or just have ethics and don't sell out to a betting site I know the UFC does it, but the UFC clearly has no ethics. Like, I mean, power slap. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that, that's an issue with that. I don't know how, why I even talk about this right now. Um, anyways, let's start with what I want to talk about. I wanted to, to talk about one of the most important, amazing uh, events we've seen in a long time. Power slap road to the finals. <laughs> it's ridiculous, right? The, the, the fight between Volkanovski and Makachev was fantastic. And if you're new to the program, I don't review the fights, right? There are so many other channels out there that do a good job reviewing. Not Ariel. <laughs> Luke Thomas, I know Morning Combat. Jack Slack is fantastic in analyzing stuff. So there are really good channels out there. Um, so I'm not, not reviewing those things. I just try to put on my media professor hat at times. I know it's difficult at times. Sometimes I really... I really, I know, wander off <laughs> and then keep talking about other stuff. I try to put my media professor hat on and just look at like how the media talks about certain stuff, why they talk about certain stuff, um, how the production production was a little bit. I talk about why the heck the UFC did not promote that fight the way they should have promoted it. I, I'm no kidding. Like I'm not even making it up. I'm not exaggerating. But I saw more power slap content in my feed than. UFC 284 um, promotion, which is ridiculous. The first time I saw 
that amazing video narrated narrated by John Anik, who's fantastic. John Anik is the man. Like his sit down interview with Submission Radio, Submission Radio killed it. The week of like the week the week off the fight now the fight week they kill it with the content like fantastic interviews some a bit too short the one with Oscar Willis was way too short um, but yeah so they 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 kill it they're they're great guys they're fantastic um, oh what was I saying <laughs> oh yeah promotion um, yeah so that was the first time that I in the fight like the John Anik video, the narrated by John Anik, like how Alex Wolkanowski became who he is and so on. I, th I think I saw it like two days before the fight it was the first time I saw that video in my feed. Insane. Why? All week long I saw just power slap, roll to the finals. <laughs> what the fuck? This is ridiculous. This is, this is ridiculous. But hey, we, I talked about this on the podcast before, I think even last week and the week before, like how the UFC's promotional efforts are really biased and they clearly for some reason I don't I'm not quite sure why I think for some reason they don't like Volkanovski they don't want to push him I don't know why like I, I left like a joke comment on like one of the the IG posts I, for, I don't forgot which on which channel but I, I said like biggest hurdle the, the toughest challenge for Volkanovski I said it before the fight will be always the public speaking and not, not Islam Makhachev. And I was joking, of course, because he's came leaps and bounds in terms of public speaking. I think he's gotten lots lot better. Um, but he's just not a good trash talker, like in the moment, right? Or like and like selling the fights. He's not like as boisterous as like Izzy, for example. He's but he's very funny. Like on Andrew Schultz, for example, Volkanovski was was really funny. Um if you just let him talk, if you just listen to him. But he just doesn't have like this extra vagant like flamboyant I know personality maybe that's why the UFC is not completely behind him I don't know like they um, he's the best fighter he's still a pound for pound number one fighter don't tell me otherwise he's the best fighter on the roster most well-rounded and I've not been a fan for a while I'm still not the biggest fan to be honest I, I but I do appreciate it like I'm like I'm a Muay Thai person like I train Muay Thai almost every day so I'm like a I'm not a super professional, but I've been doing it for a long time, almost every day. So I, I, I probably more into purest corner of the sport, maybe. Like when I watch stuff and I, I look at like, does it look nice? What kind of technique are they using? What different types of Muay Thai are they using? And I know Muay Thai is not MMA, so, but when I look at Alex Volkanovski, it doesn't look nice. It's not pretty. <laughs> but you gotta appreciate how he mixes everything together. It's just amazing. It's fantastic. Like the way he also, the way he goes at it, it's just, and again, I'm not a review show, but the way he goes inside, like, I mean, against against Holloway, I was team Holloway for all three fights, but you were like, yeah, okay, Max is like, doesn't have the power that he has, blah, blah, blah. But now against Makachev, Makachev being taller, having, like being, should, he should have been stronger. Um, but how he then just stepped in, like bap, 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 stepped in and then and then hit him. It was fantastic. So um, the UFC should push Wolkanowski to the moon, in my opinion. For Makachev, I'm not sure why they didn't. Like Makachev said, like oh, Dana forgot his name. I think it's just maybe Dana got slapped too too much. I don't know. Um, or he didn't take his his, his, his vitamins or what. Um, I do think they're very high on Makachev. I mean, they, they kept pushing him like to the title pretty fast. Uh, I'm not fast in terms of like who he beat and then getting a title shot. 
I don't think that that anything that indicates that I don't like Makachev from from my point of view. Um, now, from a media point of view, right? What I said, they should have done a better job promoting it. I don't know why they didn't do a better job. They didn't want to give Volkanovski his flowers. Um, that saying that apparently doesn't doesn't exist in Australia. Well, Volkanovski like said like, oh, uh, I think that's how you say it, and the Australians were like, yeah, maybe. I don't. We don't have that here. That's kind of funny. Um, yeah. Then when we go to the event though, and what what they did at the event and how they. I know present everything was fantastic. The, the, the fact that Dana White isn't there, whatever, no one cares anymore. Right? It, it shows something. It shows that he doesn't really care that much, I guess. But there, like John Anik did a great job in making it feel really important. Like seriously, John Anik is the man. Like without, I think it would be way easier to replace Dana White than John Anik by now. Like John Anik is is like he he is so good at talking. Like he makes everything sound so important. It's fantastic. Um, Okay, let, let's stick with commentary then. Um, Bisping and Dominic Cruz. Dominic Cruz seemed like a bit absent in between. I don't know if he had to go to the toilet all the time or something. Like it was like, in the, especially in the prelims, like five minutes where he just wouldn't talk. I'm like, what's happening with Cruz right now? Other than that, I do appreciate his his insights. Obviously, um, I don't like. I see, and I used to like the Bisping podcast with Luis J. Gomez, and right now I like the Bisping podcast. If Anthony Smith is on, because I actually think Anthony Smith does a better job than Bisping in analyzing stuff. Bisping is too. I I, I understand Dominic Cruz when he sometimes looks at Bisping like the, f like he has like just too many cliches that he just that he just throws out there. It's just too it's too cheesy from my from my oh, um, from my point of view. It's just like he tries to appease everybody. He's just he's just talking before he's thinking, and it's obvious, unfortunately. So I'm not a big fan of this anymore, unfortunately. I like it like in small bursts, but not in like those those long forms. Um, so that's a takeaway from on the commentary. The production then um, was fantastic. Uh, I think it just, I mean, it's a credit to the fans, not necessarily to the UFC production. Because I, I mean, UFC production is always great. Don't get me wrong. The people that are working there, they, they, they know what, what they're doing. But I think you, you just could mess it up. It was a small arena, like 15,000 people or something, 13, I think. Um, but it sounded like 30,000. It sounded, it's the loudest UFC event I've ever heard so far, I think. Um, I want every event to be in Perth right now. I mean, at least in Australia, it was, it was amazing. It was, it was amazing. So it was great. Um, the walkout of Volkanovski was fantastic. Again, production-wise, music played loud enough, which is great. Uh, the whole audience singing singing uh, Down Under, where women glow and men plunder, was fantastic. Um, Makachev walkout was fantastic too because of all the booze. I saw on Twitter lots of people, not lots of, a few people in my timeline complained that like the Aussie fans were like, calling the opposing fighters wankers but I mean that's just Australia it's like in jest right just laugh it off um, it's not like they're really trying to insult you they're calling each other the C word for, for God's for God's sake okay um, other than that now afterwards the MMA media right so that, that's not always my, my main point because I understand why the UFC is doing stuff because they have their their own point of view they have like their own their own agendas everyone has an agenda right? agenda setting the UFC has an agenda every media outlet has an agenda um, now afterwards the media world seems to be like divided into like Makachev is the best Makachev won that's like the media world like DC 
And then there's the rest of the media world that says, like, actually, Volkanovski should have won. Um, upon rewatching, uh, I do agree that you. I mean, it's, I, I, I agree with the sentiment that, like, it's the second round, right? I Initially watching, I thought Volkanovski edged the second round. So I had it 2-2 going in the final round, and in the final round, you give it to Volkanovski. So I, but I also saw that, I thought that simply the image of, of uh, now I'm reviewing anyways, I think the image of um, Makachev being on, on the back in the fourth round forever just stuck to the head of the, of the judges. And... Yeah, so that I think like just also when he had him down and down in like the first round, I think that just like stuck to the head of the judges and maybe that it didn't leave the head anymore. I don't know. Not doing a review here, but um, how the media now then reacted to it, right? And how the media talks about it. And I think that Luke Thomas does really usually a good job. It's a little bit boring sometimes because he's just so he's tried, he tries to be so unbiased so I, I do enjoy when Brian Campbell's on there which just throws throws like a wrench in the wheels <laughs> just trying to derail Luke Thomas um, I like that um, that's why I like Luis J. Gomez on the Bisping podcast too and I think maybe now even Luis J. Gomez and Anthony Smith would be hilarious <laughs> okay but back to that so I um, I think Luke Thomas of course does a great job there being a, more unbiased than most others and um, well yeah Helvani not too much, but like his co-hosts, one of those, uh, he's usually like very emotionless, <laughs> which is then also in this case like a good thing, I think, just to to look at it like what actually happened. Um, I think the narrative that a rematch would be warranted is not a bad narrative. Um, half your year defend the interim title. It's still a champion, so I think no one's gonna be mad at a rematch except one person which is Benil Dariush and Benil Dariush needs to do even more media I think he, the problem with Dariush is that he does the cool and I understand it like if I would be Dariush I would be, do the same thing I just do interviews with, interviews with the cool guys he does interviews with the with Mission Radio because the guys are cool he does interview with the Schmo because the Schmo is cool he doesn't do much of the other stuff and at, at least at least not as much and that he's not talking trash on social media maybe that's something he should be doing Benil just start talking trash on social media maybe maybe that's that that gets you in there um yes I think you know, it's really important what the media is going to push so to to put on that media professor head one one last time right I know I I, I put it off a, a few times today simply because it was, I'm so so amazed by the fight that we saw because it was a fantastic fight let's make no mistake and all the other fights like yeah, Rodriguez versus Josh Emmett was amazing. Yeah, I have I haven't seen a, a a left kick that fast in quite a while. But yeah, Rodriguez, like I, I I was feeling the pain that Josh Emmett felt because like, I thought like, it's gonna be a head kick too, and then like, he goes through the body. It was fantastic. It was great. Like as a, again as a Muay Thai uh, Muay Thai practitioner, I was I was I was really amazed by it. It was fantastic. Like those those left kicks. I mean, not ki- um, I I don't like to exaggerate, but maybe. It was the fastest one since since Barbosa I, I'm, that I've seen like in an MMA fight. It was fantastic. Like that was so fast, crazy. So it was fantastic. Jack Della Maddalena. Oh my God, that was so many amazing fights. Like even Jimmy Crude fight. How is this? How is this even a draw with a point deduction? Please. Anyways, great, great fight. So I'm still a bit like I'm still a bit I'm not taken aback by the. By the awesome that this fight card was because before we said like oh the fight card is not that great it was fantastic it was just fantastic like just have Aussies fight in Australia all the time they just bring it it was amazing um, 
so I'm a bit still a bit like in the fan mode rather than the, the professor mode but I try to put it on one last time now um, and think that the media now actually is going to decide what's going to happen next I don't think it's going to be Dana White or um, the UFC necessarily deciding what's going to happen next they want they probably going to say first yeah let's go back into the weight class but when they actually think about it that having Yair defend his belt as uh, an interim champ is not a bad not a bad thing and just go right back at uh, Volk versus Makachev because just imagine how many pay-per-views they're going to sell off of that now of the rematch everybody wants to see that now that's gonna probably one of the most sold pay-per-views right after Conor Khabib, I, I would assume. I, I, I'm simply guessing. That would be, I don't think the UFC is gonna, gonna say no to that much money, to be honest. And I know they get all the money from ESPN anyways, but I mean, it's gonna be like a huge feather in the cap if they have like this super high-selling pay-per-view now, in my opinion. So I think, depending on how the media frames it, if the media gets behind... Um, We want to see a rematch. We need to see a rematch. Now with the accusations out there, allegedly Islam, according to Dan Hooker, Islam, <coughs> pardon me, Islam took some IVs to rehydrate. It's just allegations, so no proof of anything just yet. But even with that out there, they need, they, Islam walking to his corner and again allegedly saying that he wants a rematch because he thought he lost. I mean, you need to, you can't just sell all of that and just like go all in on the rematch, make that the next the next uh, fight, have your ear defend against Arnold Allen or Max Holloway. Either fight's going to be awesome. It's only going to suck for Benil Darius. <laughs> It's literally the only odd man out. It's the only guy. I mean, if he if he beats Charles Oliveira, otherwise Charles Oliveira, I'm sure, is happy to just wait for the winner of of uh, Alex and Makachev again. Um, but if, in case Benil wins against Charles Oliveira and he has to wait even longer it's, it's going to be going to be annoying okay so that, that's that's just my quick thoughts I know today not that much of a media professor had on just because I'm still buzzing with like what Wolkanowski pulled off there and I wasn't the biggest Wolkanowski fan before like I said so it's not like super biased a bit biased maybe but not super biased big bias because I lived in Australia for like a while so I'm 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 like quarter Aussie in my head <laughs> so I'm, I'm cheering um, when went down under plates I'm like yeah let's go uh, <laughs> so maybe a bit biased but I wasn't the biggest Volkanovski fan um, going into that and still I'm not like I said earlier based on like just the technique and everything not the biggest fan but give the guy like his flowers uh, I think and so yeah that's why maybe today a little bit less of an analyst of a media media professor hat and more still of a, of a, of a buzzing fan hat uh, I'll promise I'll take the buzzing fan hat off again and then next time around there's no pay-per-view there's just a fight night so I'm going to be all cool come and collect it again and uh, look into all the mistakes the UFC is making when it comes to how they utilize the media until then as always you know um, like share subscribe um, rate the podcast if possible the algorithm likes that so then more people find us it would be cool the algorithm doesn't like when I say algorithm though <sighs> <laughs> like and share and subscribe and rate anyways uh, and of course as always stay safe take care keep your guard up we talk soon Saudi Cup I'm not